Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse in a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Welcome, everyone. Good afternoon. This is Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. And as always, I want to express my sincere gratitude and appreciation for all of our listeners, wherever you are, Seattle, New York, Utah, California, Arizona, Oklahoma, and of course, our international listeners, Spain, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Scotland, Norway, and Canada. Thank you for your interest in healing yourself and your dedication to living a happy and fulfilled life. So I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Eric, how was your Thanksgiving? Did you get enough cranberry sauce? I, <laughs> oddly enough, I did not. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's like my favorite. The, yeah. My favorite part is the cranberry sauce. Oh, I, I love the cranberry sauce myself. But and, you, you didn't know, get enough? Well, not on Thanksgiving itself ah. because I, I was I was supposed to bring over the, the mashed potatoes and the cranberry sauce to my dad's <laughs> house and they were doing everything else. And I remembered the mashed potatoes. I made my world famous garlic mm, mashed potatoes. Numb. Very numb. good. And I totally blanked out until I pulled into the driveway at my dad's house about the cranberry sauce. And I said, Dang on it. Yes, yeah, exactly. But he had cranberry sauce there, which was nice. Perfect. Yeah, but it just wasn't as good as the ones that I was going to bring. That you were so, going to bring, yeah. yeah. So I spent the like the next four days making turkey sandwiches with the cranberry sauce Yay. that I like on it. Yeah. yeah, I think I spent four days eating pumpkin pie, quite yeah, frankly. Pumpkin pie and, and turkey sandwiches. I, I subsided on that for like four days. So. Oh, I love, and I think I have pumpkin pie every day for breakfast. Yeah. So delicious. It's perfect for breakfast. Perfect. Yeah, you get all the carbs and some, uh, <laughs> as one of my Facebook friends said, you get your vegetables too, you know. That's right. There's some nutrition in there. <laughs> That's right. That's it's right. Good, yeah. Well, good. Well, we hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving and we hope everyone's embarking on the holiday season, getting excited about shopping and Christmas and hanging out with your family and friends, and most Mm. importantly, those that you feel love you and that you also feel loved by. So we want that for everyone. And sometimes that's not always from family. We appreciate and value and are thrilled for those who feel that in their family. But if that's not what you're feeling in your family, then venture out and create your own family where you feel really loved and adored and cherished. It's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to talk about fear. And uh, I think it's a, a really fun subject matter because most people are confused. Most people think... No segue there. We're going straight we're from going love straight. <laughs> to fear. <laughs> That's right. We're going straight to fear. And what I find interesting is most people think they're afraid to be poor, they're afraid to be sick, and they're afraid not to be loved. But uh-huh. I actually think that most people are afraid of the opposite. They're afraid to be wealthy. They're afraid to be successful. They're mm. afraid to be loved. And they're afraid to be healthy. And so we get confused about what our real fears are. We work so hard to prevent what we think is the inevitable, but really our focusing on the inevitable brings it kind of closer to us so that we don't reach the true fears and embrace, you know, the love of the universe, if you will, and allow that abundance to fly in. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. All right. Well, I can't help but think about, uh, of course, the famous quote from Mm. Franklin Roosevelt, which is the only thing we have to fear is 
fear itself. Perfectly well said. Absolutely. Great. So why don't we go ahead and start on our phone lines? It looks like we're pretty busy already and um, start answering some questions. Before we go to the phone lines, we do have one open. So I'm going to go ahead and quickly give out the phone numbers here. You can call us here uh, locally in the Seattle or Bellevue area at 425-373-5527. Or if you're outside that area and you want to call toll free, you can at 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. And right now, let's talk to Karen in Bothell. Hi, Karen. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm fabulous. Thank you for Good. asking. Um, well, my question is, well, I don't know what I'm actually my question is. Um, I love your topic today. My husband died about oh. 10 months ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. And um, I just want confirmation that I'm not crazy for having long conversations with him constantly. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're absolutely on the right side of the fence. Just because someone leaves the physical reality doesn't mean that they don't exist anymore. And it certainly doesn't mean that your relationship is gone. In fact, many people can have even a more profound relationship once someone is out of this physical reality. So I can tell you, your husband was a handsome man, by the way. Yeah, he, he really, yeah, And I love how you said he is. Congratulations, because <laughs> it's true. You know, his beauty and his essence still exist, you know, outside of this physical world. So you're absolutely right. Handsome guy, by the way, and loved, yeah. loved, loved his family. Loved his family. And, uh, you know, it was a surprise to him, whatever the circumstances that came about, it was a surprise to him that he would be leaving his body so soon on earth and end up on the other side. And uh, he loves that you have um, conversations with him. He, he said he can't imagine a day without having to talk with you. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does have one, he does say one thing though, and, and maybe you've already moved on in this way, but I think because he's saying it, probably not. He does want you to move forward in your life in terms of partnership, if that's something that you desire. He doesn't want you to think just of you and him as, as it. Okay. How do, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, I'm I'm open to that, but mm-hmm. I, I always look to him, I guess, to bring me the right person. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, know. he has a very kind heart. He's got great integrity. I mean, this is a man who's honest and kind and generous. Um, so you picked a really great partner. The first time, your chances of picking equally phenomenal partner is good. You know, something we know how to do, we tend to do again and again and again. So you, you will do that. And, of course, he'll put his blessings into it. He says, though... Every time you focus on him, you're like pushing away your current day life, you know, because you you focus on him and you think of him being with you, which is lovely, but he isn't, you know, he he is in one way of looking at it, but he doesn't live on earth and you, you keep including him in everything and, and that's okay. That's, I'm sure he appreciates it. But you get, you still have a life here on earth that is different than the life that he is actually experiencing. And so try not to include him so much as your partner currently, um, you know, prepare yourself to have another relationship if indeed that's what you want to have. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's times, there's certain times when I definitely feel his energy with me more than others. Sure. Absolutely. Um, is that, is that just because he can't be with me at those times or well, because I need to 
kind of move on? Or I, I think that when people feel their loved ones or hear something or have a magical experience like finding money or light flashes and, and we're spontaneously thinking of our loved ones, that our loved ones are really right there. But yeah, they have a life of their own. They live in a completely different reality. They have Their, their life continues. People have careers. They create relationships. Not as many love relationships that I see on earth. Physical humans tend to have more desires to physically connect. In the other side, we're definitely more energetic beings, so we can feel that receptive energy with anything. You know, we don't crave uh, deep companionship like we do on Earth as much because we feel so much in the etheric. But he has another life, you know, and I don't mean a a family, but he has another life, other things that he does besides stand by your side and, you know, kiss your neck and tell you how beautiful you are. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's encouraging you to find another partner in a body. And I kind of see it as um, a one and a half to two year process. Like you're, you're not quite ready for it, which is understandable. Your loved one just passed really, you know, not even a year ago. Um, but I think in the next year and a half to two years is when you'll go, hey, I want to go on a date. I want to go dancing. I want to go to dinner, you know. I'm actually already kind of craving that connection Mm. with someone else. Mm. So, but I don't know. I think, I think maybe it would be a little too soon. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Can I ask you one other question? Certainly. Um, My mom Mm. has kind of had a lot of physical problems lately. And, and I just wonder, I mean, my, the rest of my family and I think somehow she must be, um, I don't know, some, something in her mentality yeah. or spirituality is creating these right. physical problems. Right. And well, you know, at the top of the show, I talked about fear and that, you know, when people are having health issues, it, yes, we are afraid of being sick or even dying, but many people are afraid of really living, of living full out. And so when you have health issues, then you can't live full out. You have to rest, take your medicine, go to doctor's appointments, have procedures done. So it, it really gives you an opportunity to not fully live. And I would agree with you about your perception about your mother. I think it's, you know, she's a strong woman, actually. She's very strong. She's very determined. But I think she's afraid to really fully live out her life in the physical world. And that might be something fun to talk to her about because your mother seems like she's in an opening right now, energetically, to take in new conscious information. So perhaps choose some words wisely and have a a chat with her about it because I think she's ready to learn something new. Okay. Is there any advice I could give her? or? Yeah. um, Have her start imagining, number one, that she's healthy because our thoughts do create our reality. And she tends to focus on the illnesses. In fact, she finds them. Your mom's quite good at it. (laughs) She's like a little detective in her medical intuitive ability and goes in her body and finds the illness. And next thing you know, it's a diagnosis. Um, So, yeah, talk to her about really feeling healthy and talk to her about her fear of fully living to see if you can evoke some emotions so that she can start to heal it and let it go. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Your husband gives hugs and kisses to everyone in the family. He's got poinsettias around him and Christmas lights and reindeer. And uh, he loves you very, very much. And he thanks you for all the help you gave him. (laughs) Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. Now we're going to go to New York and talk to Karina. Hi, Karina. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fabulous. What can I do for you today? I'd like to know, what do you see me doing as a career in the future? And um, do you have any messages for me from my loved ones on the other side? On the other side? You do have a lot of people around you. Have you had a lot of death in your life? Um, not, quite a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of people around you. And, and your family cracks me up because you're 
very strong personalities in your family. So when I look at all the people around you, it's almost like they're arguing with each other just a little bit about who gets to stand first next to you or who gets to talk to the medium first. You know, they're kind of an argumentative bunch, actually, is how I see them. Um, I, I, I want to go to your career question, first, which I find interesting, because what I think is really important about individuals and in choosing a career is to think about what moves you, what inspires you, what makes you really happy. A lot of people think that, oh, there's a career out there that needs to be discovered by someone else because I don't know what it is and I'm not going to choose well. But I truly think that our purpose, our life purpose in, in this world is something that's inside of us is a passion. And so I would encourage you to spend time with that. I do think whatever you do will somehow affect others, mm-hmm. you know, because you enjoy that. Um, but, but And it can be just a simple phrase that you want to help bring peace to a community or um, it, probably one of the things that motivates me the most in my work is that I love helping people recognize that they can heal themselves. That is a huge motivator for me. And notice how that's general. It's not really specific because the universe actually can bring in all kinds of aspects to your career, ones that you would never even potentially imagine. So try to meditate on or find a theme within you that sings deep to your heart with joy and excitement. Okay. Not um, saving the world because you have that tendency. you know. So not saving the world but having joy and excitement about something that you feel would be wonderful to express somehow on planet Earth. Okay, great. Um, the person that's coming forward out of your clan of arguers, by the way, <laughs> and is that true? Do you, is, are, is the family a little bit argumentative? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so there's a gentleman who comes forward. He's probably about six foot, uh, maybe 5'11", but right around that, eight, that height. Um, I would guess that he's in his early 70s. He could be in his late 60s, but early 70s is what comes to mind. He has some hair on his head, just not a huge amount. Uh, In fact, one side is missing more than the other. Uh, It's uh, salt and pepper, but definitely more salt, more gray than than brown hair that he had originally. His eyes look almost like a hazel to me, a hazel brown, like there's some green flecks in it. And um, he's lean, so uh, it doesn't mean that he necessarily was lean his whole life, but I see people close to the time of their passing, so he's not overweight. Or a dematist, he's quite thin to me. Does that sound like anyone that you know? He's also wearing glasses. He's wearing a glasses? Yes, he's wearing eyeglasses, yes. No. No, so not an uncle or, you know, um, anything like that? No, my, I, an uncle who passed, he mm-hmm. was in his 50s. Early 50. He was about mm-hmm. to be 50. And mm-hmm. he had bow legs. You know, it's not him. He had what? I'm sorry. He, he was bow-legged. Oh, bow-legged. No. This guy's got straight legs. He's, you know, kind of, you know, he's 5'11 to 6 foot. Um, salt and pepper hair. Not a lot of hair on his head, but he does have hair. But it's thin. Very thin. And he's thin himself. It could potentially be a neighbor as well. Um, or a close friend. Or someone else's... Um, family member that you were close to. Is he seeing anything? Does he have any messaging? Yeah, he, he actually will, but what's helpful for me is if we can somehow identify this guy. You know what I mean? So sometimes for me, I don't get all the information about what his messages are or anyone's messages until we kind of know who he is. No, I can't think of okay. anyone who had hazel brown eyes. Yeah. So here's an idea. Why don't you spend a day thinking about it? You'll probably know within the next 
10, 15 minutes actually after we hang up. And just email me through my website, and then I'll pass on whatever he has to say. Okay. All right. Thank Thank you you so much. much. Have a great day in New York. You too. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Again, if you want to give us a call, you can at 425-373-5527 here in the Seattle area. Or we'd love to hear from you on our toll-free line at 877-825-8828. And right now we're going to talk to Michelle in Shoreline. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. Thank you for taking my call. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Hi. I got it. I have a tooth issue going on. Yeah. It hurts like heck. Yeah, and uh, it's bringing up all this anxiety and fear. Ah, so what is the anxiety and fear? Can you pinpoint what your fear is about? Well, I don't even want to entertain what I think might have to happen to my tooth. Right, but see, this is... I looked in the Louise L. Hay book, and it says indecisiveness, and that is so big for me right now, and... (laughs) And I'm trying to put my attention in my body and on my tooth, and I cannot focus well enough to even do that. Okay, I mean, <laughs> so here's you're doing exactly the classic of what everyone does. They avoid the discomfort, and I'm not saying the pain because your pain is actually quite significant. Yeah. Um, it's uncomfortable when I'm in your mouth. Um, but what we don't want to do right now is avoid the pain because, I mean, the, the fear, because the fear actually has nothing to do with your tooth. The right. fear is a very separate issue. So... What is it? What is your fear? Because you want to face fear so that it can disappear. What happens is people don't face their fears. They don't look at it. They don't acknowledge that they're afraid. And and then they avoid it, which allows it to get bigger and like a monster. Right. I'm afraid of making the wrong choice. The wrong choice. Okay, great. Yeah. Good About for you. Everything, not but, just my tooth. Right. Okay, yeah. so the throat chakra, which is which governs your mouth, by the way, is all about speaking your truth. So I love Louise Hay. She says it's about indecisiveness. When I look at it, it's about not expressing your truth, which I think people who have a lot of problems being decisive about who they are don't know their truth. Right. Right? They, they're they afraid of it. That means what you're really afraid of, because the fifth chakra that governs this beautiful tooth is the highest personal power chakra in the body. So what you're really afraid of is your power, and that's why you choose to be indecisive because then you, you become powerless or not as powerful, right? Right. Right. So what is scary about being powerful? Because that's the true fear that you have, right? You're really not afraid of being powerless or indecisive. You're terrified of being powerful. So what is scary about being powerful? Everything will change. Yes. Okay, great. So, you know, you love spirituality because I'm looking at your house right now and all of your books and pictures on your walls. You love spirituality. That means you you actually do like evolution because spirituality to me is about evolution. It's about the journey of one soul. And so if you love those things, then you have to embrace change because evolution is impossible without change. It's, right. it's impossible and impractical. It can't happen unless there's change. So guess what your homework assignment is right now? What? To embrace change. Oh, okay. Yeah, embrace it. And you won't feel as excited as my voice is right now about it. But after a while of embracing it, giving it a hug, looking at the positive aspects of change. Right. Right. Then then you'll be less fearful of your power. Right. And then you'll be able to be more decisive and speak your truth. And we'll all be so blessed and lucky to hear what your truth Because I bet you have amazing truth. I think the things we're most afraid of are aspects of our magnificent being. And so that means the jewels, 
the beauty of each individual, where we individualize and share our magnificent, I think is behind all that fear. Right. So embrace the change. Right. I'm just afraid of losing people or... Yeah. You know, uh, years ago, um, I was living in uh, Klamath Falls, Oregon, actually. My husband was an engineering student. I'm divorced from him now, but at the time, he was an engineering student. I had just had a child and I was reading a book and it was, it's called powerful people. And in the book I was reading it and I believed in all the concepts of spirituality that were in there. And it scared the heck out of me that if I started to grow in my spirituality, that I would end up moving to some ashram in some country and that I would, you know, run away from my family. Right. But that's not the world that we live in anymore. That's how it used to be, that we didn't have a, a lot of healthy energy on the planet. There was so much stagnation and fear and worry and doubt that we had to go off to temples and ashrams and weird places just to connect to source. But, you know, you can connect to source in a bathroom, sitting on a toilet. It doesn't matter anymore. So, And we're meant to live mainstream realities, mainstream yeah, no, lives. That's- and embrace intuition. And if anyone leaves your life because of your ability to be your magnificent self, then they weren't meant to be in your life, and the change will feel good. It right. will happen at the perfect moment. You right. won't regret it. You won't think it's terrible. You'll have clarity about, oh, I'm not going to be hanging around this person anymore. So don't let this fear that hasn't even happened yet and may never happen, don't let it stop you right. from your magnificence. Right. Okay. It's more that I feel like I need to let go of certain people, and I'm afraid. But, but don't get stuck on that, because that's your defense mechanism scaring right. the it's heck out of you. Move forward. <laughs> yeah, so that you won't move forward. Right. So please don't get stuck on that. We don't know what's going to happen, but I do promise you, when people embrace who they are and fall in love with who they are, only great things happen. Yay. Okay? May I ask one more question? Quickly. Um, I'm going to do my homework. Thank and you. I have a dentist who um, is alternative, and I can go get another low-level laser treatment, which calms inflammation. Do you think that would be good to do today or wait or not do it? I think it'd be good to do today. I think you're going to feel good doing something proactive. Yeah. And then you'll be able to sleep better tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I I just have EMF issues, and I'm afraid of getting overloaded in that direction. We're we're just back to fear again. I know. Right? So bless. When I used to work in a hospital, and I I used to hang chemotherapy for patients. I was a chemotherapy nurse, and um, I used to bless the strong chemicals in in the bag and imagine that there was beautiful fairy dust in there. Yes, I imagine that this laser came from Jesus yesterday, and it was Perfect. Perfect. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. But then I've got got that little bit of an EMF headache today, so. Well, embrace that headache. I embrace it. I embrace change. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. Let's go on to our next caller. Let's uh, go to Ellensburg, Eastern Washington, and talk to Maggie. Hi, Maggie. How are you? Hi, Marie. I'm a little bit fearful about calling in, but I'm doing it anyway. Is this your first time? (laughs) Yes, Oh, well, welcome. (laughs) Welcome. What can I do for you? Well, my question is, um, I'm thinking I have some fears underlying an irritability that I project to the outer world, and I just wonder how to get more in touch with that. For example, if my dog's misbehaving, um, I get irritated at the dog. However, I'm thinking I'm afraid that I'm going to get hurt in this situation, or the dog's going to get hurt, or some other fear like that that I'm not recognizing. Mm-hmm. Um, how's your gallbladder and your sinuses and your bladder? Because irritation goes into those particular 
um, body areas? Um, I'm not aware that there's anything going on with my gallbladder, Good. but do, are you seeing anything, sinuses? Well, I'm um, just... A little? A little. I'm just in your body, and, and there's frayed energy just pretty much from head to toe, you know, feeling like zzz, kind of like a buzzing sound to me. And that's what happens when we when we have a lot of irritation. Is I can't even hear it on our phone. <laughs> yeah, I can't even hear it on the phone, exactly. So there's a lot of irritation, you know, in your being, and this is a defense mechanism for you. So when we're afraid of fully living, we create defenses that's, that side, you know, sidetrack us from what's really happening, what, what we need to really pay attention to. And what I would do for you when you notice that you're irritated is I would give yourself a big hug. I would nurture okay. you. Because somehow when you were younger, you didn't get the nurturing that you wanted, which is probably where this anxiety originates from. Because that's mm-hmm. how I look at it as anxiety. You call it irritability. I'm going to call it anxiety. Yeah. And, and so you didn't get the reassurance and the nurturing that you wanted for whatever reason when you were young. And you're still looking for it. And the person who can give it to you the most and the best is you. So I, I think that as you nurture yourself during those moments, you're going to notice that the irritability goes away. Okay. So, do you know how to nurture yourself? Um, I think so. Give myself a get myself a massage, even just um, talking to myself in a right. way that's more nurturing and more supportive of what I'm doing in the moment versus criticizing myself. Perfect. And giving yourself a hug or looking in the mirror and just say, "I love you. I love yeah. you." Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else health wise? I've got some stuff going on in my neck too. Mm. Did you notice that in the uh-huh. cervical vertebrae? Yeah. yeah. Um, otherwise, I would say, and I didn't see what you said, what was in your neck until you asked about it. Then I was drawn to the vertebrae in your spine at the neck. But no, you look over, overall healthy, which is perfect at this time in your life to get to release this irritability. And interesting enough, the neck is, of course, again, governed by the fifth chakra. And then here we go back to speaking one's truth. And if you're irritable and anxious, well, then the truth is probably misconstrued. It's not accurately analyzed. You know, just... As, as your false impressions that something's wrong with the outside world, right? Yeah. Which goes yeah. back to, again, fully living, you know, being afraid to fully live. Great. Okay. Thank okay. you very much, Marie. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Definitely hearing that buzzing energy there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to Vivian in Seattle now. Hi, Vivian. How are you? Hi. Oh, I'm so glad I got through to the line. Oh, great. What can I do for you? Well, I've been moving forward and doing wonderful things the last couple of years. Had a lot of work, a lot of soul retrieval work and some other kind of things that went on three years ago. Mm-hmm. I've got a son that I'm dealing with, so it's been a, a, a case in point I because mean, he's going through puberty, but there's other things going on. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that my grandparents, they're on the other side, and I know I've been talking to them a lot lately, and they'll, they'll give me little signs that they're with me. But right. I'm, like, I'm going forward, but I'm trying to figure out why this cyclic event, every time I'm getting ready to get a job, then he's being used to hamper that, or some other situation arises with the son of mine, and I've got to be a survivor. How, how old is your son? He's 15, but uh-huh. I think there's something that's other, otherworldly that's going on. I don't think so, no. See, he, here's, the, here's the thing. After, and he's still young, obviously, dependent upon you and the care that you give him. But I think you're over-nurturing him. 
that's what I thought, too. Yeah, you're so giving him too much. I started letting go. I started letting go a whole lot so I can move on with my life because I'm doing him a disservice. Absolutely. <laughs> you're so smart to recognize that. And, yeah. I, and I would also ask that you see him successful and well and doing fabulous in the world. That's what I've been doing. I've been concentrating right. not on the negation, you know, right. but all the beauty that I would do with anybody else and all the other people that I minister to. Right. So, Wonderful. And just put him in the better light and, and always concentrate on that better part. Right. Kind of let go, let God more live. Right. And, and here's I, the other piece is that I think you're afraid of abundance. I think you're afraid of success. And really? So, mm-hmm. so I Because I want it so bad. Uh, I, I just know. craving it. Now. But whenever... I keep going forward. But whenever there's something that you want and it's leading you, it's not coming into your life, it means that you're afraid of it. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so what I want you to do is really... Imagine that it's already here. You don't have to do one more thing. You don't have to contact one more person. You don't have to do any more marketing. You don't have to change one more thing. You don't have to resolve one more past life. It's already done. And feel what that would feel like. Because that way you're embracing the fear. You're looking at it. And you're acknowledging that there is not going to be any fear because you've already got what you want. And you're happy as can be about it. And I've been working on that as of yesterday. That came to me just when I look at my vision boards or when I'm doing whatever. Just do the process. Just do it like it's like it's there. It's, it's happening. already here. It's, it's already, already here. here. It's just a matter of me accepting that it's already here. Well, and I think feeling <laughs> I that it's out of my way. Yeah, and I think feeling that it's here is the way that you accept it. Well, something told me yesterday. You know. What does it feel like when you go to that favorite store? What does it feel like? You know, you need to keep creating those, feeling that. Feeling right. like how you feel when you're nurturing yourself or when you're doing all those things. Because it's already here. Just keep that feeling. And I think with the other world events and things that have happened to me, so strangely, badly, whatever, that's overshadowing. Right. So feeling. embrace the abundance. Embrace the abundance. And thank you so much for calling in. We're wishing you happy holidays. We're going to go ahead and take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. So thank you so much. And embrace that abundance. I want to hear all about your success in the future. My family, my grandparents, they are with me, aren't they? Absolutely. You bet. And we'll be right back with the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Marie will be at East West Bookshop in Seattle on December 11th from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. The class topic is past lives. Learn about reincarnation, why the soul chooses to live a life on earth, and how your past lives are part of this lifetime. A guided meditation will be included. To register, please call East West Books directly at 206-523-3726. Marie is excited to announce the release of her brand new CD, A Healthy Immune System. A healthy immune system is the key to good health and vitality. On this CD, Marie explains what the immune system is and how the different components of the immune system function within the human body. You'll also gain a better understanding of energy medicine as it relates to the immune system. Marie shares exercises and meditations throughout this CD so you can create a healthy immune system and vital state of well-being. Also included with this CD is a diagram of the immune system and a brief glossary of terms for easy reference. To order your copy of Marie's new CD now, please visit her website at energyintuitive.com. Alternative Talk 1150. It's the home of mastery and mystery. 
The Art of Good Grieving is what we'll be talking about 7 o'clock Sunday with John James and Russell Friedman. And at 8 p.m. we'll have psychic medium Suzanne Northrup for a full hour following up on her Seattle appearance a couple of weeks ago. Good grief and great guests on The Gary Mann Show, Sunday at 7 on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. The I'm Thankful Network, radio for inspiration, education, and collaboration. Show host and creator Sue Lundquist has the endless energy, compassion, and charisma to carry her mission. This mission of positive change and communication while also creating a maintenance tool within a safe environment, providing a resource of knowledge through dynamic professionals in their receptive fields. Join Sue Lundquist I'm Thankful Network. Sue Lundquist and the other positive-changing hosts for Living a Life Contribution Weekly, Monday through Friday, 9 to 10, streaming live at I'mThankful.com. Lewis and Clark would be proud. We're exploring new territory on the air every day right here on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm Marie, live in Seattle, and we're answering your questions today. We're talking about fear. Fear is an illusion. And even though it's an illusion, you still need to look at it because most likely whatever's behind it is what's next in your life, what's most important for you. One of the things that um, I was fearful of for a very, very long time was to actually talk to any group of people. Uh, I was terrified. I, I still sweat like a pig, actually, still when I give talks. And everybody, you glow I like glow, a pig. I glow like a pig when I give talks. Um, most people don't know that I'm even nervous because I'll even ask Karen and my assistant, so was I really nervous? She goes, oh, no, I had no idea you were nervous. But I used to have a very hard time even giving report at the end of my shift at the hospital to one or two people. I would turn beet red in my face. And now, of course, now that I face that fear, one of the things I love to do is to talk to as many people as possible. So you never know what's on the other side of that fear, but I promise you it's something delicious and wonderful. So why don't we go back to the phone line, Eric? All right, let's talk to Robert calling from Seattle now. Hi, Robert. How are you? Very, very well. And yourself? I'm great. Thank you. Good. Nice to talk with you. Yes. What can I do for you? Well, I'd love to get a reading. Okay. So I'm still having some difficulties with family members and love to get that resolved and move on. Right. Well, you know, because uh, I know who you are, Robert, you've taken many classes. It's great to hear your voice. And so I'm probably going to be repeating what I've repeated before. You just have to say no to some of these family members. Of you know, and that's that is hard, but it does help them to find creative ways to solve their their situations as well. And when we continue to give and overgive or whatever it is that we're doing to our family members over nurture, then we are impending them in discovering their own self-worth, their own self-confidence and resolve their issues. Because we're always all going to have issues that, you know, things are going to pop up. And if we haven't learned the tools that work for ourselves as an individual to resolve them, then um, that's not very helpful, right? Great. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I think, you know, as I'm looking at my list of fear, since we're on that subject matter, because I'm going to do your reading in that way, do you, th- do you think you're afraid to be loved? Oh. Mm. <laughs> I know you're a very loving person. I know you're compassionate and generous. And I think some people who are afraid to be loved uh, are worried that if, if they also don't give to a certain degree, that others won't love them. I know I feel that sometimes with my girls and my daughters. I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, I need to do this for them, you know. And, and then I look at my parenting plan in my brain and go, yeah, I don't need to give them too much more. They've pretty much been spoiled. <laughs> um, but then that fear comes in. But what if they don't like me or they're mad at me? And, you know, just embracing that discomfort because we want people to love us for our true essence anyway, not just our ability to nurture. Exactly. 
Right. So so do you think that's true, that you might have a fear of being loved? Oh, very good, yes. Okay. And so what do you think would work in order for you to help resolve this? What's your plan of action, or do you have a plan? Plan of action. Mm-hmm. Well, I am doing some of the exercises, you know, that we talked about before. Great. Um, but, um, you know, good question, you know, um, taking a strong course of action. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And I did say no last night. Good job. Conversation, yeah. It was very strong, very clear. Good job. Persistence. You know, for five minutes, you was taking a different angle, different angle. And I, <laughs> hey, no, we've already had this agreement. You know. Right. <laughs> no, I have that with my kids. They're very creative. Yep. Getting one more pair of jeans or another new pair of boots or borrowing my car for two more days. You know, I, I know those plan of actions. So what I would recommend is that you begin to feel what you're most afraid of, at least in this circumstance, is to begin to feel loved. <laughs> You know, allow your pets to love you more, nature to love you more, really allowing your being to be absorbed with incredible love and kindness, which is really around us all the time. We're just generally not aware of that type of energy. So really spending maybe five to ten minutes a day letting that energy sink into your body all the way down to your toes. I think that would be really helpful. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm recommending. You are the best. Well, thank you. So are you. And I wish you a fantastic day and a great holiday. Thank you, my friend. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Now let's talk to Elaine in Auburn. Hi, Elaine. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you today? Well, my question's about a daughter who's 14. Yeah. She's so cute. (laughs) Well, I try. (laughs) So so can we trade? And I love my daughters, but let's just trade for a little while. I think I enjoy that 14-year-old energy for just a little bit. But go ahead. What's your question? My question is this. She's been sick oh. the last three or four years. Oh. And, um, and no one's been able to diagnose anything wrong with her. Mm-hmm. So they put her in a chronic fatigue oh, syndrome. Right. Adolescent. Chronic fatigue syndrome at um, Children's Hospital in Seattle. Uh-huh. Now, what can... They're missing something. I don't know what it is, but they're missing something. There mm-hmm. has to be something she's not eating or I can do. Or right. Whatever. Have you taken her to a natural path? No. Why not? I just haven't done it. <laughs> yeah. Well, chronic fatigue, it's unusual to... I, I actually haven't heard of it being diagnosed in adolescence, but of course that makes sense that it would be ultimately diagnosed in any age category, right? Um, I've just only seen it in um, more women than men, but definitely women in their 30s or older. And uh, it's an autoimmune disease, as you know, mm-hmm. and chronic fatigue energetically is about a lack of self-love. So it's about not oh. loving oneself. And because it's about the immune system, you're absolutely right. Diet plays a big part of it. You know, any sort of sensitivities, um, missing certain essential elements like uh, nutrients, Um, amino acids, things of that nature. So I think the next best bet would be to find a great natural path and to take her in for a checkup and kind of get what their perception is. Most people who heal from um, chronic fatigue syndrome or other autoimmune disorders do not necessarily heal well through conventional medicine because nutrition isn't something that physicians studied at any length of time. Uh, It's not a requirement in medicine, in conventional medicine. And so uh, when we're dealing with the immune system, we want to work with healthy nutrients. And so naturopathic medicine is a better uh, way to go with that type of disease. And so I would, you know, she's a tough cookie. She's darling, by the way. I'm I'm not kidding. She's fun. She's fun. She's interesting. She's loud. I, I really enjoy her, but I think she's um, highly self-critical. 
Oh, okay. So that would be a conversation, you know, in your wise motherly way to begin to have a, a talk with her. Because when someone's self-critical, then that's a an act of a lack of self-love. And so maybe talk to her, find a way to sneak in there and find out w- what she thinks of herself or what her her um, words are that are in her head primarily. And then perhaps help teach her to have new language, new words about herself and and also help her with that just throughout the day saying more positive things about her or the things that she accomplishes that th- that will make a big change in it regardless of how you approach this medically energetically that's the best way to help um, chronic fatigue syndrome or any form of Im- immune disorder okay yeah she's lovely by the way i think she's going to happily surprise you she's going to be a very different person a year from now well, I don't know if that's good or bad. I still have her under control now. <laughs> well, and, and that could be part of the issue because you really, you don't have control over her. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, as parents, our job is to gently guide our beautiful beings, right? Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. You know what I'm saying. Though. I know what you're saying. <laughs> and what I meant by she's going to be very different, I'm, I think she's going to be healthy. So I would look at the language that you use regarding, you know, how you speak to her, how she speaks to herself, and come up with more positive, nurturing language. It'll help her immensely. Because my mother instincts are, I thought it was partly how she's thinking about, she's worried that she'll pass out, she's scared all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking she's kind of creating kind of a little bit of her own problem. Sure. I mean, you're a mom. Moms have great instincts, so I would pay attention to your instinct. Um, but she has been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, so that means that she is, it's a very exhausting, somewhat painful diagnosis. You know, it's not a fun um, diagnosis to have. And it is real. I mean, I've seen plenty of patients who have it, and I believe energetically it begins with a lack of love for oneself and with negative language playing in the back of their mind, usually subconsciously, but with some people also consciously. Okay. Okay? okay. Th- thank you very much. Have a All great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Now we're going to talk to Monty calling all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Of course. What can I do for you? Well, um, actually, I called initially and um, wondered about um, if you had a message for me. From loved ones. <laughs> from loved ones. Yeah. Because there are a lot of loved ones that I never I'm... had the I'm so sorry. So there is a woman standing directly behind you. It's it's kind of nice sometimes when you're on hold. I know you've been on hold for a while. Yeah. It's because then you get to, uh, the family members get to really make themselves more known in your auric field. So there is a woman standing behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's more of a grandmother than a mother, but I don't know for sure. Is your wow. mother still living? My mother is, but I called with my grandmother. Aha. Uh-huh. She has white or gray hair, you know, because everyone kind of sees it differently. It's got a little bit of a wave in it. Like <laughs> she curled it or maybe it's natural. It doesn't feel natural to me, though. And it's just a little bit off her forehead. So it's brushed back. But with this, it's really pretty, beautiful white or gray hair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably it comes down a little bit below her ears. Um, she's wearing um, a really, pr- she's dressed actually nicely, but she's dressed in night clothing, like bed clothing. So she's wearing a beautiful robe. It looks like it might have a little bit of silk in it. Um, it has some maroon color into it. It's like um, fl- a really nice kind of flannel on one side and then uh, a silky or satin type of fabric on the inside. And then she's wearing a, a light powder blue nightgown that's short sleeve that goes all the way to the floor. So, you know, this makes me think that when people show me their clothes in that much detail that they liked clothing, uh-huh. they <laughs> cared about their appearance, right? Mm-hmm. She's a very lovely woman. Mm-hmm. You're so blessed to have her as a grandmother. Did you know her? 
I did not know her, oh. but I was born on her birthday. Oh, well, she's, lo- she's kind. She's considerate. Uh, she's very smart. And she stands around you often. She's not a guardian angel or a guide for you, mm-hmm. but she likes to be that for you. So she follows you around regularly and does her grandmotherly magic to protect you as much as possible. I don't think you need a lot of protection, by the way. You you do great, but it's wonderful to have her in your auric field like that. Oh, that's awesome. I do have one more question because as I was on hold, I I heard your voice. Mm. Um, I just got you online here, and Uh, um, I said, I'm going to try, and I did not know really what the topic was about, (laughs) and so... It's very fitting that it's about fear. I have been um, asking probably for the last two to three months, two months almost daily, for fear to be removed from me. I've undergone some major changes. Wow. And uh, I just wanted to know if you had any insight on that for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think sometimes, uh, especially when we go through major change, whether it's relationship or job or we move to a different part of the country, in our whole identity is stripped away from us in a way. Um, and then we have to revamp ourselves and, and recreate who we think we are, right? And which obviously must be happening to you in some way or these words would not be coming to me. I would look at it as an incredible celebration because the person that you were before or the things mm-hmm. that described who you were were very nice, but you weren't exactly happy, right. you know? And so now you got rid of that unhappiness and now you get to remake who you are. I, I love your prayer uh, I would also add to your prayer um, that I'm s- thank you for the happy changes that are part of my life now. I think real prayer comes from gratitude of what we want as if it's already here. And you're in prime condition to create as much change as you could possibly want, which is truly a gift and very unusual. Not everybody allows themselves to have an opportunity to recreate who they are. Wow. So you're in a fabulous place. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. So Happy holidays and welcome to the show. And you do take very good care. Alrighty. Bye bye. All right. Let's talk to Joanne in Seattle. Hi, Joanne. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much for being there today. Of course. What can I do for you? Okay. I ended a five year relationship in January. Uh huh. And a fellow uh, met a very attractive lady who's a multimillionaire. Mm hmm. And he's getting married this Saturday. Mm-hmm. But he continues to call and tells me that he still loves me more. Oh, well, that's and nice of him. Isn't it so? Yeah. I have a bouquet of a dozen roses sitting oh here. Oh, my gosh. So here's what I would do. And and you don't have to do what I say. And I mean that for everyone. I tell this to all my clients. Nobody has to do what I say. I would send those roses back. I, you know, if you know where he lives, which you probably do, I'd get those, put them back in the box drive him over to his house, and put him back on his porch. He's in Arizona. Okay, so send him back or uh, burn them, throw them <laughs> away. I mean, it's time for you, because you're, you're kind of stuck in the middle. You know, here, this man has moved forward. He's getting married for whatever reasons. Money. Okay, mm-hmm. for money. Whatever the reason is, that's not the reason I hope that anybody marries. I right. mean, th- that could be part of a reason why we choose to do certain things because we want to create wealth in our life, but it shouldn't be the only reason we do anything. Because right? mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. can make money whenever we truly believe we can. Well, it doesn't buy happiness. Right. It doesn't buy, you know, buys jeans and sports cars, but, you know. And, and so he's actually taunting you. This is not a person you want to partner with. No. He, this is abusive in my mind. This is emotional abuse. 
Yeah. And, and you have a long history of that in your life, by the way. I don't know if you know that or not. Yes. Okay. Raised with it. Okay, so as long as you continue to accept his phone calls and his gifts, you're sending a clear message to the universe that you agree to be emotionally abused. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I would say that you need to stop that. Mm-hmm. And, and then we go right back to the fear of you really do want to be loved and you're afraid to really be loved. That's why you're attracting people who can't really love you for who you are, or not just you, but anyone, honestly, because even the person he's marrying, he's not marrying out of love, we can assume, Mm -hmm. because of what he has said and the way he's acting. So it's time for you to make clear messages to the universe and to yourself of what you're willing to accept and what you truly want to have. So it's Mm -hmm. time to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay, I wish you the best of luck, and I'm so sorry that this is happening. You deserve so much, and I think in the in the spirit of setting boundaries, you will begin to experience very different relationships. I certainly hope so. Yeah. The men that seem to be attracted to me, I'm not attracted to. Well, and, and that's also part of it. People who are afraid of being loved will be attracted to those individuals who won't love them or can't. And then they're attracted to the people who will. So the next time you, um, you uh, are in Starbucks or you're you know, at a party and you see who you're attracted to, you can pretty much tell yourself the truth that that person probably isn't the best for me. Mm-hmm. And allow yourself to look around the room to who else could be there mm-hmm. so that you can start to be attracted to truly loving individuals. Okay. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Okay. All right. Now let's talk to Deanie calling from Bellevue. Hi, Deanie. How are you? Hello? Hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, I didn't realize I was getting in so soon. Yeah, you're on the air. What can we do for you? Well, I'd like to fine-tune my recent session, and primarily we were working with uh, Parkinson's and uh, the challenges with the second and the fifth Ah, energy centers. So you came to see me at my house, and you laid on a table, and I even know who you are in my brain after you mentioned um, the disease that you have been working with. And I came with my husband. Ah, nice. Hey. Nice, nice. Right. Yes, I remember. Lovely guy, by the way. Just Thank lovely. You. So do you remember our conversation? Parkinson's is a disease of control. So yes. uh, Right? And yes. so how have you been letting go? Um, I've, I've, by listening to how I feel at the moment and addressing uh, whatever the um, feelings are right at the moment, Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to um, check in with is any time I eat, and this has been for the last two years, my tremors worsen. So mm. I generally try not to eat until late in the afternoon. Mm. And so I'm, I'm wondering if, and, you know, obviously, you know, that's digestion and mm-hmm. what you put in your mouth and the fifth chakra again. Right, speaking your truth, true right. power, because people who control think that that's, a healthy form of power and control isn't really power. It's a force, right? It, and true power is through learning to be vulnerable, right? Which is again, surrendering power and control. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, you know, waiting to eat that late in the day isn't healthy, right? Because right. you need a consistent uh, amount of blood sugar to feed your cells. Right. right. Absolutely. And it, it may not be that it's the food that you're eating. It's possible, but it could also be that, through the digestion that your nervous system, your central nervous system is somehow being activated through the, the mobility. 
Yeah, I think so, too, through the mobility of the intestinal tract. So the intestinal tract is, is actually governed um, emotionally about self-love, which I took about, talked about earlier. And I think when we look at control, um, you know, again, afraid to make a mistake, afraid not to be loved or valued or right. any of those things. So are you working on that piece, too? Absolutely. Great, great. It's just that it seems to be a catch-22. Uh-huh. If I could speak more of my truth, I wouldn't be in fear. If I wasn't in fear, I could speak more of my truth, <laughs> yeah. you know? I agree. I, I know that c- conundrum so is I challenging. I was wondering if there's some way to stop the cycle or... Yeah. Tease it a bit. So here's what I'm going to ask that you do, because I know you're terrified of of the Parkinson's. You're terrified of it. I I want you to embrace it. I want you to fall in love with the disease. Because that's the opposite of control, too. When you're trying to control something and prevent it or make it different or better, that is an essence of control. That generates more fear. So I would love for you to embrace the Parkinson's. Well, I can understand your words, but I'm not... I know. Yeah. <laughs> so think about it. Okay. Any time we embrace anything, it literally does not remain a problem. The problem dissipates because when we have a problem with something, we're not embracing it. We're not loving it. Because that Parkinson's disease right now is a part of you. And if you fight against it, you're fighting against yourself. So if you can embrace it, you're embracing yeah. your being. I understand. I understand logically what you're saying. Right. So maybe meditate on it, you know, meditate on bracing the, the tremors and the things that scare the heck out of you. Well, you know, you mentioned trying to connect with um, my mother who's passed on. Mm. And whenever I've tried to do that, I, I, I literally get ill. Mm-hmm. Well, so, well, maybe we'll put that in the back seat for now and let's consider embracing the, the Parkinson's. Yeah, okay. yeah, finding something about it to appreciate. And to just like, well, this is where I am right now in my life. It's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to appreciate everything about me. Okay? Well, that's going to be interesting. Okay. I know. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. So we're, I just want to talk about a few things because we're coming down to just a few minutes left of the show. And on this Saturday, um, Dr. Sheila Denmerit, I've had her on the show. She's like our regular doc these days. We are teaching the beginning of a series. It's a four-part series. Um, Saturday is the first part. It's called Healing from Within. And it's about the digestion system, actually. What are you taking in? Metabolism, sensitivities. Uh, it's at the Marriott. You can go to the website at energyintuitive.com. You can register for the class. And then, of course, we will continue the series in 2010. And then I will be at one of my favorite venues, the East West Bookshop in Seattle, to teach a class on past lives. I thought it would be perfect to wrap up the year looking at our past lives, releasing them, forgiving ourselves, changing our cellular DNA, and moving forward into 2010. So you can go ahead and call East West Bookshop at... um, finding that number now at 206-523-3726 to register for that class. And it fills up fast. You might want to register soon. I wanted to thank everyone for a wonderful, wonderful day. That was fun. You guys were great. We stayed on topic. It was enjoyable. I love talking about fear. So thank you for those who called in and for those whose energy is present from so far away. Thank you for another fun-filled, enlightening hour. You're a wonderful, wonderful company to spend an hour with. If you'd like to listen again tonight, last week's show will replay on KKNW at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we're also streamed via energyintuitive.com. Until next Thursday at noon, I wish you all joyful blessings.